Like Call It What You Want, which we know is your favorite podcast about the beautiful game, Viore is committed to delivering a great experience for everyone, which is highlighted by their new perspective on performance apparel. Everything is designed to work out in, but doesn't look or feel like it. In fact, I'm rocking their Stratotech polo right now, along with their Sunday performance jogger pants, so I can be business on top when I'm on camera, but super comfortable on the bottom. And it's just the best. Fiori gear is incredibly versatile, and it can be used for just about any activity. Running, training, swimming, lounging around, hosting podcasts, doing errands, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. And for our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash call it. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash call it. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash call it and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Today, as we recap the performances of the players who represent the U.S. men's national team and a few players that want to represent the red, white, and blue at the highest level, which is getting more and more exciting because we have less than 100 days before the start of the World Cup. But I have two pretty exciting things to tell everyone before we get to this part of the conversation. And first up is that In Soccer We Trust is a finalist for Best Sports Podcast. Woo! Oh, my God. Lock what? in. That is surreal. So if you voted before, look out for an email so you can vote for us again, and then Charlie can win his first ever trophy. And second, <laughs> we have merch now. We, we have merch now, everybody, which what? This is also super surreal, but also awesome. And now you can represent your favorite podcast with official In Soccer We Trust podcast gear, only found on the CBS Sports Store. You can discover T-shirts, mugs, hats, bags, water bottles, and more. Right now, for all of you listeners of In Soccer We Trust, you'll get 20% off your order when you use the podcast exclusive code SOCCER20 during your checkout. That's SOCCER20. It's only available for our listeners. So head over to store.cbssports.com and shop now so you can be as handsome and charming as me, Chuck in Hollywood. Let's go. That's very exciting. All right, boys. So pretty much every single player in our player pool was involved in some capacity, unless Giorena, who didn't travel to Freiburg. Giorena completely, just getting, he's going to get rested the whole season. You know, I kind of like this with Edin Terzic and Borussia Dortmund. They're just going to keep him in bubble wrap until the World Cup starts, and then he's going to be flying and ready to go. But is there anywhere you want to start? Charlie Davies, I'll come to you first. Any players that jumped out at you? Any news that you want to get into? I do want to say that when Antonio Conte and Thomas Tuchel were fighting, when Spurs played Chelsea, I kind of thought that Christian Pulisic was on Conte's side and wanted to see him punch Tuchel in the face. And that might have been <laughs> yeah. great for all of us, let's be honest, yeah. because because something's got to happen with Christian Pulisic. But take it away, Charlie, where do you want to go? Uh, let's go to Haji Wright. 
getting Ooh, the game winner. Good one, good one, good in the, one. In the 59th minute uh, on the road, he played 76 minutes. Um, Jordan P. Folk only played 70 minutes uh, in a nil-nil draw versus uh, away at Mines. Um, Mines. Wait, wait, then, so so why are we not surprised, Hollywood, that he's going with number nines only? But keep going, Charlie. Yeah. What, why, yeah. why are we what? Sorry? Only going, you're talking about number nines right now, and I appreciate yeah. it. You're our resident well, number nine, so I'm not surprised. I, I, went, I went Mark McKenzie, right? right oh, you that. know what I think is going to happen uh, right now, Jimmy? Is this guy's going to, Charlie's about to talk about 46 players like he did last week. <laughs> and then <laughs> we're going to, and then we're going to give <laughs> him the double thumbs up. He's got his whole list ready to go. Yeah, here we list. go. Here we go. Not I'm leaning all. back not so all. I can take this all in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, and then and Joe Scali played 90 minutes. And my fourth and final player is 90 minutes from Eunice Musa. Yes. Nice, good, nice which, choice. Which I loved. So the ones are a win uh, against Girona. Playing centrally. Yes. And Valencia was down a man for some time. And I actually, I, you know what I want to say about that, Charlie, really quick. Then I'll throw it to you, Heath, and you can name your 25 players. Even though Charlie only did four. What I think we, we, we don't talk about enough is the ability of some of our players. I'm going to use Eunice Smith as an example. Pulisic, Giorena, Brendan Aronson. They're all really good at drawing fouls. And, and I can't emphasize enough how important that is in a game where maybe you don't have control. Maybe you do need to slow it down. Maybe you, you need a breath for your whole team, or maybe you just want to, you're very good at set pieces and, and you just want to get in and around the box. We have players that draw a lot of fouls and Eunice Musa did an excellent job at the end of that Valencia game of killing that game off when they were down a man and the other team Girona was getting back into it. And, and he just, he just breaks the lines with his running, draws a foul, kills the game off. They end up winning one zero. And I just thought, I never really put that link together, Heath, where we got a lot of guys that are good at drawing fouls, and I think that's an underrated skill. You want to know what's a little wild from my weekend, Jimmy? Uh, and shout out to our producer, Alex, and our producer, Dez, uh, that do this stuff, because I filled in yesterday on Kegelasso, not only as the host with a uh, former teammate of ours, Michael Hood, but I was also slanging uh, on, the back, on the back end of, uh, of all those things, putting up the little tickers. I was putting mm -hmm, up mm -hmm. stuff like you see that little barcode. I was... I was throwing all that stuff around. Turns out it's a lot harder than you think to do all of that <laughs> one. Uh, and, and so the point I'm trying to get to is I wildly watched a lot of Americans play this weekend, or I watched uh, Americans play this weekend, and wildly I didn't focus a ton on them because I was looking at the grander uh, scheme right, of things. Right. And, and it turns out there's a lot more going on than just the American bubble that we live in when you start to look at other players. But uh, so I'm going to rely heavily on you guys to give me your takes on, on how the Americans played because I was watching games because we were talking more of the global – global overview of things but um it is good to know that charlie's starting with our with our number nines across the board and, and how they're doing because it is probably the topic of discussion that we need going into a world cup and will be the topic of discussion should we find somebody who's got some form well uh to to, to rely upon I, I think what's interesting heath and i appreciate that preface and and full disclosure on where your head was at this well oh, by the way sebastian legette couple assists new he club did. new opportunity well, I'm just saying, there's a couple. Charlie's gonna start shaking his head. Charlie's gonna start shaking his head. A couple. Well, hold on. A, hold on. A couple number nines yeah. that stop that it, that Charlie please. conspicuously left out. Josie Altador scored for Puebla this past yep. week. Uh, we have Brand Brandon Vasquez scored again for FC Cincinnati. He's got Charlie's seven enemy. Goals Charlie's in enemy. Charlie's best friend. That's the spectrum goals of the last seven games. Wow. That's the spectrum of strikers. Jesus had a bridge. Jeremy Abobasi had a banger. I mean, listen. Mm -hmm. there's, there's other number nines that are out there uh, doing the work. Uh, Should we stop complaining? Like, are we in a good spot then, or are we not? 
Did you, like, did you guys want me to name 12 players? Or do you well, know what I'm saying, four? Charlie, I, I really mean this. Are we in a decent spot with strikers right now in terms of form? Obviously, it's not the ideal or dream striker. We don't have a dream striker right now. But are we in a good spot? We've got options of players that are scoring consistently. Jesus Ferrer won. Mm -hmm. Brennan Vasquez, I know where you, you stand on him at the moment. But I hope he can prove you wrong over, over time and continue this form in terms of what he could be, uh, his versatility in the national team. But are we in a good spot or are we in a bad spot? Okay. I, I, I wouldn't say necessarily prove me wrong. I, I mean, it, it's just a fact. And I brought it up to him uh, in person, actually. Uh, oh my God, on, I think he's got to prove you wrong then if it's a fact, Charlie. Well, it's a fact that he tends to lose the ball uh, in, in, in possession. It's Wait, with his who, passing. Who? who? Vasquez? Brandon, Brandon Vasquez, yes. Okay. And it's, and it's, not, it's not so much – he can't make passes. He he has made great passes in matches. But yeah. what I'm saying is in the typical run of play, yeah. he will tend to lose the ball. Which is a massive thing. Often. Massive right. at the international level. If you can't hold the ball, point. you can't play. No matter what you can do because of the fact that you will never get to do what you are best at if you can't have the ball. We've had a lot of guys Thank in the you. past. That, Josh Sargent is one that I think hasn't always held the ball up well for the national team either or learned to use his body uh in hold up play that i think stands out so i, I agree okay, with you okay so, so here's my favorite part of the show just for me this is where i announced that i think brandon vasquez is going to be our next guest on thursday's show let's, let's go i cannot wait hey, i've already had a conversation with him i'm in just Minnesota, saying so i can't wait go. i can't wait i want to see yeah. how charlie Char uh, charlie went and knocked on right brandon vasquez's room <laughs> and said listen man I said you weren't good enough to be an all-star. One of those players that was better than you, one of those players better than you dropped out. Therefore, you became good enough to be an all-star. I still think you, I still, and, and as Brandon's closing the door to his hotel room going, hey man, just like, let me, let me chill. Charlie puts his foot in the door to, to like keep it open a little bit and leans his head inside and is like, yeah, you lose the ball too much. You, know? you got to hold hey, the ball. Keep it simple, baby. Keep it simple. What, I, what I'm saying is I'm, root, I'm rooting for the kid. He's a good kid. I'm not going to lie. Having a conversation with them, think about having a conversation with a. How, wait, how do you player. enter into that conversation? You put your arm so, around them, be like, "Listen, I'm Chuck Chuck Wagon Davies here." Yeah. And probably said, "You want the good news or the bad news?" Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was the good news. You get to spend time with Charlie Davies. That's yeah. me. The bad news is, well, you got to hold the ball better. <laughs> it, it was an interview, and I'm sitting down with them, and I'm and. and the way it came about was I'm going to, I'm like, I'm going to address, address the elephant in the room. Right. I, I'm not going to be one of those guys who hides behind his words. Or I said, Brennan, you're all-star congrats on a, an amazing season. But when it comes <laughs> it to the national team, my I, I think that you have to develop in, in a couple of different areas of the game. One in particular is keeping the ball and connecting passes because you can't lose, especially in a game where, England, you're getting dominated. All of a sudden, the ball comes up to your feet, and let's say it's John Stones or whoever, on your right on your back, you can't give the ball away. Mm -hmm. It comes right back down, and then you're chasing for another five to ten minutes. I said, so in, in those instances on the international stage, keeping the ball and connecting passes are super important, sometimes way more important than anything else. Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe more important than his, his fantastic runs, which he's been making with FC Cincinnati. So if you can improve in that area and the, the pass percentage needs to come up, then you will make that, uh, the, the adjustment to the national team will be much easier for him. And he looked at me in the face, he's like, you're right, I do need to improve there. Like that for me was, 
man, maturity, understanding. And he, he was just a good person. He talked about the things that he does do well, the things that he needs to improve on. So I'm, and I also got the chance to talk to Jesus Ferreira. And I was like, hey, you got the key right now. You are the striker. If, put the if pressure the World on. Cup, no. Why didn't you tell tomorrow, you to come on our podcast? Uh, yeah, he'll, I'll get him on. I said, if the World Cup started tomorrow, he, he would be the starter. Just based on form alone, he would be the starter. And then you throw in the fact that he's been with the group. What do you need? Greg likes him. Greg likes him. What do you need to do to keep that key? And he he just talked about continuing to 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 perform. One, he he bagged another he bagged another brace for San Jose, but just changing up his game, being a little bit more unpredictable. I think he he has done that. The only problem with Jesus Fer is on the All Star game. If you're the starting nine for the national team, then I expect you to be starting or on the on the pitch. You're at the nine. He's playing in the left wing. He's playing on the right wing. And then with Dallas, sometimes he's playing the 10. He's not playing the nine or he's playing a false nine. You know, I'm like, hey, if you're playing the star striker for the U.S. Massage team, you better be at the nine. So I think with Legette, now you're going to start to see him playing at the nine. And you have Ariola on one side. Uh, I, I like I like the options that he has. No, it's going to be interesting to see. And I love that you had those conversations with those guys and we're being real with them. I think they would show you a different type of respect based on your experience, but then also your insight. So as much as we give you a hard time, we, we love that you're planting seeds of just helping get better as players, Charlie. So let's talk about a couple of managers that are taking the piss. Christian Pulisic played six minutes uh, oh. for Chelsea. And then we have Ricardo Pepe came on and played for one minute in yep. Augsburg's <laughs> surprising 2-1 win against Bayer Leverkusen. Which is not good. No, it's the writing's on the wall there. I mean, yeah. they, that's not gonna. When you're so, so young, what do you do? Repart- I, I, I mean, mean, like Ricardo Pepe's. Like, if these other guys start to emerge, gotta, Heath Pepe could be out. He might here, have to make the team. Here's where 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 it gets a little difficult because circumstantially, I, I wasn't a striker. I wasn't uh, a teenager when I went to, to to Germany, but I was in my. I think I was 22 years old, and. You're in a relegated relegation fighting team, and I say this about Mark McKenzie too, right? Well, he's, he's that gank. If he doesn't play, where do you go? Like for for maybe for a striker, somebody can take a flyer on you and, and you go somewhere else for six months, but you're still going to be re- expected to get in right away and you're going to be judged at the national team level of can you score goals? Mark McKenzie is more of if he can go on loan. He played over the weekend, but didn't start in their first few. Uh, he's going to have to go on loan, and, but where do you go from Belgium, right? One of the bigger Belgium clubs, but where do you go from there? You're not going to be able to go bigger, probably, if somebody's no, going to take a chance on you. Not. You're paid a high wage because you were, you were bought and brought in. You're a national team player, so the expectations are there. And so it's a diff- difficult situation for Ricardo Pepe. But in Germany, it's different because he's in a situation where they're always going to – Steve Trundle said it. They're always going to rely or, or default back to the experienced players that they know are going to keep that coach's job. That coach wants to keep his job. And get the points that they need. Now they got three points uh, after getting battered by I think it was was it Freiburg in the opening weekend. They get three points, scrapping that out against Leverkusen. And so you think Ricardo Pepe's going to be a starter now that they got points against Leverkusen, who finished third nope. last year? No. And 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 to get a scrap minute at the end of the game. I mean, yeah, it's okay. We can say the same about Pulisic because he plays the final minutes after an injury. Big difference. Comes in for an injury. Yeah, big, but that's big that's a big difference for Ricardo Pepe. I just don't see what's going to change. You get battered, you're not a starter, and the uh, the, the but, your but, team doesn't score. You don't you don't you're not a starter. You come in the last minute. I mean, what can you do in that situation, okay. especially being young and where your mindset is weak? It's it's hard to be really strong at that age, no matter how so, good so you are. I feel like when I hear you talking about Pepe, you could almost say the same narrative for Christian Pulisic. Like the writing's on the wall. He's not Thomas Tuchel's guy. 
And apparently Newcastle had some of their people in the stands at Stanford Bridge to watch this game. And now there's talk of him potentially coming to Newcastle. I don't well, know if he's going to accept that or if he wants to go. Uh, I, I'm very I curious to see how they build around him there because they already have a couple pieces in that space already with Alonson Maximin and, and Miguel Amiron. But what I are your thoughts, you this, Jim. When Everton gets a, a bid for Gordon and Chelsea is trying to get him for the around yeah, for 40 50 million, million or something, 40, 50 million. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you right now, which is a position that Christian plays. Yeah, Anthony Gordon. Mm -hmm. You you got to go. And we I've been saying this from the very beginning. It was evident that Thomas Tuchel didn't rate him properly. Like, didn't give him the, the credit or the respect that he deserves for what he, he's able to do on the pitch. It felt like he did for a while, though, but something changed. And I don't know what that was. It An feels injury? like there was some, <laughs> like one well, injury? yeah, maybe being injury prone, but I mean, he's not alone and isolated in that. They had to plug plenty of guys that get injured all the time. I don't know. It's, it's, but, but it's really fascinating he, for me. He needs to make a move. If, if he, if he wants to play regular minutes, he needs to leave. Yeah, that's, that's a hundred percent. It's just a matter of, is it the right fit for him to go? Like you're going to go to a new system, go into a new coach, potentially go to a new country. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different things that, that, yeah. uh, there. Might not the grass might not be greener there. making that move, and you already settled at Chelsea. You kind of know what you're going to get. You're but still training at a high level. I don't know. But 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 here's here's my take on on just this in general. Sterling missed chances. Havertz missed sitter. Like Christian Pulisic, he's going to the bench the next game for that. Now, if they rotate mm -hmm. him in, maybe mm -hmm. it's that natural rotation after a few games, and you're and you're tinkering like like Tuchel does. But can he sustain in that? I'm not really sure. And, and those right. players, I think he's not. He's going to get games. No, your point. He's going to get games. There's so many games to play. They play like Wednesday, Saturday. Once the Champions League starts, it's going to be crazy for them. Okay. I, I, I'll, I'll just say, I mean, it's just absolutely not. If, if Sterling missed for sitters for five straight games, no matter what, Raheem Sterling is the guy. That's not happening. Kai Havertz, it seems like, is the guy for, for, for Thomas Ducal. Christian Pulisic, for him, he needs to make a move to a club when you you analyze a situation where he will be relied on to be a game changer. Whether it's goals, assists, just being uh, one of the attacking players that a team has to rely on, that's that's where he needs to go. At the end of the I don't day, know. they're trying to bring in Aubameyang as well. I know right. it's, it's, so crazy. it's, it's crazy. Chelsea's not it for him. I mean that that's what it comes down to. The problem is he's. I don't think clubs can really afford him at this point. So it would have to be a loan, right? So then it's trying to scramble because right now there's a lot of clubs that have played a couple games, one or two, and they're saying, hey, we're deficient in this area. So now we got to kind of make a panic move. That could probably play right into Christian's hands. Yeah, it's it's – it's going to be interesting. I think there will be a move for Christian Pulisic in some capacity. I don't think he can stay with Chelsea. The one thing, the one saving grace I would say about the situation is like, just like I mentioned when I interrupted rudely is when they're going to have a lot of games, they're going to have league cup. They're going to have champions league. They're going to have the premier league. He's going to get some minutes. There's going to be some rotation with him. In it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So can he be the guy somewhere else and, and get more valuable minutes? My only concern with Newcastle very quickly is that when Eddie Howe brought in Bruno Guimaraes, who is clearly a baller and better than most players on the team, he sat him for like the first six or seven games because Newcastle were on this terrific run and didn't want to change up the lineup. He's super old school. And Bruno's obviously got the goods. And then Sven Botman, they just signed him. He didn't play for the first, you know, game or two either because, because I don't know. It's just like Eddie Howe's thing. So I worry about, 
okay, Pulisic goes, and then we want to see him play right away, and he just might not, as I as it pertains to that particular team. Who knows, though? Maybe maybe uh, the rules will be a little bit different for uh, our American star, as it were. All right, let's pivot over to an area that I think is a bit of interest is the center back position. Not a big surprise that I'm curious about that. Eric Palmer Brown played for Trois this past weekend. They lost 3-0 at home to Toulouse. He wasn't at fault for any of the three goals directly. But this is something I said about Aaron Long last week. There's still other things that you can do to make the game easier for your teammates to help solve problems. It's not your, necessarily your responsibility to hold everybody's hand, but are you doing other things to help kill chances for other teams or, or putting guys in good spots to make plays or to anticipate that somebody might be making a mistake? Now, this is me holding them to a high standard, a super high standard. But I also want to mention that this is what we have to hold them to. Just like Charlie's holding Brandon Vasquez and, and Jesus Ferrer to the high standard. That's what we expect. If you're going to represent our country at the highest level in the biggest tournament in the world, you got to be playing at, 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 at such, you got to be ready to go and ready to be prepared to, to, to play the best you've ever played. And these are the little things that, that I think help get you there. So Eric Palmer Brown, again, wasn't at fault, but could he have done more to make sure his team didn't lose 3-0? Zimmerman uh, made a mistake against Minnesota United. Hasn't looked good, actually. Not as sharp as I, I, as I think we'd all like to see him for Nashville right now. And I think that's a bit of a drop-off. So I did a big contract being told you're the guy after he was climbing and reaching for a while. And now I think that pressure might be getting to him. And I know he answered some questions about that at the All-Star game, that it's hard for him not to think, look ahead and think about what's happening with the World Cup. Aaron Long lost 1-0 to Orlando City. Again, he wasn't involved directly with the goal, but could he have done a little bit something better? Uh, we have a Tim Ream, captain of Fulham. I think this is worth talking about because I wanted to get your guys' thoughts at some point in this show about who are the three players that you think have really – started to position themselves well to maybe get called back in or have really solidified their stance and how they're playing. But Tim Ream, 0-0 against Wolves away from home. He's the captain. I like that Marco Silva is giving him that trust. Fulham maybe could have snuck out the three points there after uh, Mitrovic missed the penalty. It was saved by Jose Sa. But, but Tim Ream, I thought, looked pretty solid and getting himself in good spots. He's one of my three that I think is is – starting to move up the list, not only because he's playing solid and being solid at a high level, but also because the other guys aren't playing as well. I thought Anthony Robinson, just to talk about that Fulham game, had some good crosses from deep, like we were talking about last week. One went to Mitrovic, who skied it over. But Joe Scally had 90 minutes for Munchen Gladbach um, in their 2-2 draw against Schalke. They came back, or they actually gave up a late goal on that one. But uh, it was nice to see him get 90 minutes. Reggie Cannon for Boa Vista, 2-1 win for him. But he played in the, the right side of a back three. I found that to be interesting. I wanted to put that on everybody's radar. Uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers, 5-0 win for Celtic. I don't know if he's getting tested too much in the Scottish Premiership with some of their opponents, but uh, still a result. Anything else stand up for you defensively, Keith Pierce? Because I'm, I'm a little bit nervous that we might not have guys as sharp as we'd like them to be heading into this World Cup. Again, because we're under 100 days before the tournament starts. And also, Chris Richards, I don't know if he's starting the starting lineup against Liverpool today for Crystal Palace, but I hope he gets some minutes. I don't know if this is going to be the game we want to see him get his first shot in the Premier League, but I don't yeah, know. I would, I, would, time. I would guess that we would have been, we would have, there would have been some even rumors worth latching our, uh, our sinking our teeth into if Chris Richards was going to be potentially starting this weekend, but you know, crazier things have happened. Sure. One of them, one, one player from the weekend that not a, not a defender, but Florin Balogun, unbelievable performance, uh, 64 minutes this weekend in, in, in Liga. And then the other one that I keep on coming back to, because we keep talking about Tim Ream, and I don't know if it's worth it. I, I know he wasn't a top player. He was traded to Colorado from Philadelphia, signed by Arsenal, loaned out. As Austin I continue Trusty. to see Austin Trusty get minutes. And it's at the championship level. 
and he's playing in a back three and it's very system specific and they lost over the weekend. But is it too late to have a look at him to see if what his level is? You know, mm-hmm. I know that he's been, I, I believe he's been called into a January camp or something like that in the past. I could be wrong on that. Um, but he's another one that that's, that's playing minutes that I'd like, like to just see or continue to monitor in terms of our, yeah, just putting pressure, even putting pressure on our starters to have to stay, stay, yeah, right. improve their game. You know, Aaron Long, high highs, low lows at the moment at, at, in his form. We know what we're going to get from Walker Zimmerman. He's probably the one that we know that's going to be a, a seven or an eight every time, but probably not going to be a nine or a 10 for our national team. Um, so I'm just looking for, for, for not answers, but uh, anyone that can, you know, Charlie, I'm sure it, it was for you and Jimmy, when you feel a little bit of that pressure and you ha- lose that comfort in the national team, you always have that pressure, but a little bit of that, somebody's knocking on my door. Like you have in a club scenario where you're competing with, an opponent and your or, or or a teammate for a spot. You've also got a young player coming up behind you. That could change a dynamic of the way people play if they just get that in their head. Or or Greg Berhalter is able to say, "Hey, there's guys knocking on the door right now. You know, you're mm-hmm. going to have to do X, Y, and Z." Yeah, Charlie, do you think that Greg is more of a I trust who I trust, and it doesn't really matter about form? I think that that actually goes for a couple of players that we've talked about. It doesn't matter how they're playing; they're still going to probably be in the starting lineup or definitely going to the World Cup. But as it pertains to our center backs, it's interesting. Um, and uh, this is going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Maybe not in the four that he ends up selecting for for the center backs, but maybe the ones that start. And I wonder if Tim Ream is now going to factor back into the equation if he continues to play at this level because he's been pretty solid these first two games for Fulham. He has, he has been solid. But again, when you sit back and the, everything's in front of you, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. much easier for, sure. for a player like Tim Ream. When you're playing high lines, just like we heard from from John Anthony Brooks, it doesn't work. And John Anthony Brooks, he he signed his certificate of of ending his his national team career when he said, "I'm going to go to Saudi Arabia and take a big fat paycheck." So that that kind of shows uh, shows me where where he is mentally. Like he mm-hmm. he was like, "I've already played in the World Cup. I'm good." So there wasn't really a, a push to say. I'm going to do whatever it takes to make a move so mm-hmm. I can get back on the national team. So I think that kind of wraps that up. I think uh, in terms of center backs, you know, Chris Richards, uh, Aaron Long, uh, Walker Zimmerman, uh, Cameron Carter Vickers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'd say that's, that's your four right there. Um, you know, you, you're looking on, uh, I guess on, on, the, the guys on the outside looking in, you know, Mark McKenzie, if he starts mm-hmm. playing every game, Austin Trusty, if he, if he continues to play and starts getting maybe maybe a couple goals off the set pieces. But, um, yeah, I mean, what, what, we, we, we know in, in a World Cup, it, it's not always going to be a high line. It's all, not always going to be aggressive pressure. You're going to have to sit back. You're going to have to absorb pressure. But it's just making smart decisions. You know, it's, it's, I know we always talk about building out of the back. But sometimes you need a striker to run into a channel to create right. some space. Right. Um, I think against an England, that's going to be huge. Even against the Wales, uh, when you can create space and, and dump it into space and hold, have a hold, striker who can hold it up. So, um, yeah, I think there there are some things that I know we didn't mention. Uh, Malik Tillman, you know, oh, with, we're going to get to him in goal. a second. I, um, I, I well, hold on, T- press time timeout on that because I want to finish the center back talk. I think what's kind of crazy for me is that we only have two meaningful friendlies left against Japan and Saudi Arabia, and we mm-hmm. don't have our center back pairing sorted out. I felt like going into the 2006 World Cup that I played in, it was clearly Eddie Pope and Aguchi Onyewu. 
right? 2010, Jaden Merritt and Oguchi Anyewu. 2014, if it was Matt Beasler and Omar Gonzalez or John Anthony Brooks, right? It was, it just felt like that was, that was sorted out. And we knew who that was. We knew who we trusted and who's going to move away. I don't think we know that. I don't know if we have that figured out yet. And that gives me a little cause for concern. Now, let's move to Malik Tillman. We'll come back to that conversation at some point, whether it's this show or another one in the future. Malik Tillman, for me, is another one of my three that's moving up the chart. He's got two goals in his mm -hmm. last two games for Rangers. And both of them are uh, getting some headers at the back post, little back post cheddar, as I like to call it. Now, Heath, I'm going to throw it to you about Malik Tillman. I mean, I know that you didn't maybe get to watch all of them because you were paying attention to some other stuff for Kegolasso, but but there's something about his game on his loan from Bayern Munich to Rangers and that trust that he's getting from Gio Van Bronckhorst, who's obviously a heavily decorated player and now a, a well-respected manager for the Scottish club, where he's putting some trust, not only in Tillman, but also James Sands. That's another name we could throw out there as someone who might have a late bid for that center back spot because he can play multiple positions. But Malik Tillman, I think, might be getting close if he continues his form to maybe getting a, a longer look for as a sub or as a starter against Japan and Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I mean, I don't I know do, where. Uh, 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 yeah, I, I, <laughs> I do believe. Wide, yeah. yeah, I do believe when you hear the hype coming out of Dortmund for players or coming out of a Bayern Munich for players, it tends to be pretty real. The Germans aren't big, big hype people on players that they haven't been able to look at and say, hey, there's something right. here, right? There's a lot of tradition there. And so you have to believe some of that. And then you need him to actually convert on that. We're seeing that. Now, what we've also seen is a number of players go to Scotland, thrive, and not be able to convert that to whether that's the Premier League or another level again at, at that high level because it's such a unique circumstance playing for a giant in Scotland. It's not, it's not easy by any means, but it's very different. But he is one where I, where I think about it, and, and with every match and every performance and every headline, he is sort of starting to push his way into this national team pool where you start to put him in the box of your, um, your MLS guys that, that, are, that are bubble players, that he could be the one starting to push some of them towards the right, door. Right. Specifically, uh, Morris, Cr yeah. Christian Roldan. Roldan. Yeah. You know, even, even Paul Ariola, when you think about an attacking mm -hmm, player mm -hmm, in depth, mm -hmm. if, you're, if you've got two on the right in, in, in Aronson and, and, and Wea, and that's who you want to go with, and maybe Aronson can be a flex or Wea can be a flex, even though we've never seen it, but Aronson could potentially be a flex player in other positions. You start to look and say, who else can bring me uh, or who else can I use in other circumstances? And he's one that could play in a couple positions and, and has a ton of upside. Not the experience of Paul Ariola, but yeah, you start to – you're starting to push more and more like we saw with Leggett as, as, as Luca De La Torre came in and you start to sort of push these guys who've been big contributors over time um, out the door or, or to, the, uh, to the fringes a bit. Well, now speaking about Luca De La Torre really quick, he was on the 18 for Celta de Vigo, but he did not play this past weekend, unfortunately. But back to Malik Tillman, because uh, I want to get your thoughts on him, Charlie. He has a big game tomorrow, as does James Sands, who got rested over the weekend, or at least that's what I'm thinking. He wasn't in the 18, so I think he's being rested. They play against PSV Eindhoven in Champions League qualifying tomorrow on Paramount+. Plus. I'm going to watch that game very, very specifically for Malik Tillman and James Sands. That's a big moment for him for the reasons that Heath was talking about because, okay, some of the competition in Scotland maybe not as, as tough of a test as maybe some of the other players that are playing in other leagues around Europe, but PSV is a very, very good team. They know how to navigate the high seas of qualifying for the Champions League. And this is going to be, I think, one of the biggest games in Malik Tillman's career. Without being overdramatic, I really think that's the truth for a lot of different reasons, not only for his club form, but also for the national team. Yeah, and and I would say, uh, unfortunately, R Richie Ledesma got hurt. I know. In, in the start over the weekend. So I, 
he's not going to be he's not in the squad to travel um to, to put for this match but have they put it, out the uh the diagnosis on on the injury did, no did I, but I know it was a red card challenge on him and mm. uh you know he, he he had to limp off so uh from from just reading what they had to say um it wasn't it wasn't something that's going to be a, a long-term injury so that's good news but you also get to see you know the players who are are you know kind of in consideration in the midfield for for PSV what that looks like cuz that'll give you a good idea of, of what Ledesma is is uh you know training up against every day so uh, it it is a big match for Tillman I, I i think for me i just need to see him um accelerate off the ball i don't think his top his top uh speed is is all that that impressive but i do think that he may be able to bring something different to the game in terms of his ball movement and his his tactical positions on the field. So it'll be a, a good chance to see w- w- what he's got. Man, Coach Chuck got the coaching hat on these Let days. Let you he, over there, oh, Coach Chuck. Yeah, what's going on over there? I didn't see what's <laughs> yeah. happening. From pundit to coach all of a sudden. <laughs> oh Unbelievable. All right, everybody, we're going to take our first and only break of In Soccer We Trust. When we return, we're going to talk about Leeds' performance against Southampton this weekend and... Some great news about Juventus's Weston McKinney. Don't go anywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to In Soccer We Trust. I'm Cream Cheese Conrad with Chuck Wagon Davies in Hollywood, Heath Pierce. And before we get into more national team talk or national team players that are playing around the world, I have to let everybody know that Paramount Plus is the only place to stream every minute of every, every Serie A match. And you can quickly and easily sign up for your very own account right now with a free one-month trial by going to ParamountPlus.com forward slash Italy. Just click the Try It Free button and use promo code Italy for instant access to the best Italian club soccer, also known as Calcio, available. And it's also across all of your devices. Visit ParamountPlus.com forward slash Italy and start streaming today. And you can see Juventus Sassuolo, which is about to kick off. Now, Juve just announced that Weston McKinney has been included in their match day squad for their opening Serie A fixture today. He dislocated his shoulder 14 days ago and was expected Wait, to be out who, who, for three to four weeks. He's doomed. One, I can't remember what, which one of you was like, oh, he's doomed. Weston's out for a long time. I That was probably me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I probably add more drama than I need to, yeah. to, to these. But uh, excited that he's back and included. We knew that he was training. We didn't know uh, how, how quickly that was, meant he was going to be back in the team. This is interesting news. Uh, Heath, I'll come to you. Weston McKinney obviously could be a really pivotal player for us in the World Cup and beyonds. 
How excited are you about this? Oh, I'm super excited. I mean, obviously, I always worry about anybody that's being rushed back, especially something uh, shoulder-related because it always seems good, shoulders, because it's not like feet. You know, you can work with it, but it just takes one tug, one pull, one of these natural movements that sometimes you're guarded in in a game. You guy goes by you and you go to grab him, and it starts you all over again because it's just that, you know, things take time to heal. But I'm, I'm super stoked to have him back in the, back in the, the 18 again and, and be a contributor, especially during a crucial time where he could establish himself as the starter with other injuries at Juventus right now. Yeah. How about you, Charlie? This is a, a pretty big deal now with Paul Pogba out, as as uh, Heath was alluding to. Good opportunity for him to get back in the team and kind of establish himself in this season's version of Maxi Allegri's team. But that includes a Paul Pogba and eventually a Federico Chiesa. Because there's a couple of spots where I think he could he could play out wide. I don't think you can get the most out of him, but he still would be no. dangerous. He's got that X factor to him that I don't think a lot of our players have in our player pool. Yeah, you got to keep him central. Um, and this is a, a an opportunity he doesn't want to let slide, right? You don't have Paul Pogba there. You want to play, and you want to show what you mean to this team, this new version of Juve in, in 2022. So if he can cement himself before Pogba comes back, then you know he plays with him. And I think that was probably going to be the plan, but now you know for sure that you can you can be the guy, one of the guys in midfield. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Allegri uses him this year because of Pogba with Locatelli, Zacharia now getting a full offseason around Allegri and the team. So some options, obviously good options for the club to have, but uh, we obviously want that to turn into valuable and meaningful minutes for Weston McKinney. Very similar to, it's cool that Christian Pulisic's playing with Raheem Sterling and all these guys, but we want him to play as well, not just watch it and have great seats to to watching some of these players play up close. All right, let's talk a little bit about leads. We haven't done that yet. Hey, Jimmy, real quick, I just because I saw yeah. this comment in the comment section, it looks like, and I haven't, I haven't fact checked this, but it, it's, it seems like it that uh, John Lacumi is being sold to Bologna, Bologna uh, in in Italy, which now opens up that spot ideally for Mark McKenzie to be a starter for the full season, which was which wow. was a contingency, which I think is 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 a great thing. Uh, national team aside. Uh, he played over the weekend after not starting the first games, but a good good moment for his his career of what was looking like another uh, difficult situation for him this season. That maybe you know we'll see we'll see what kind of form he can get into heading into the World Cup. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's great news for Mark McKenzie and and another player that's been in and now is kind of out and see if he can get back in again. But that's only going to happen if he's playing consistently, as as we're learning for a lot of our different players. That is a necessary component to that. All right, let's talk about leads. And Heath, I'll go back to you on this. They were up 2-0 against Southampton, gave up two goals, ended up 2-2, Brendan Aronson and Tyler Adams. Another performance where, okay, maybe Brendan didn't get on the end of any of the, the goals or assist contribution areas, but, but he's still busy. And I feel like every time I watch them play, they just they look like they should be out there. They don't look out of place at all, and that continues to warm my heart. Uh, any, any thoughts on the Leeds performance? I know Jesse March will come under – some criticism for not making subs earlier when Southampton did to maybe negate some of that energy and momentum that they had. And, and uh, I think they paid for it. Uh, I'll say the same the about goal. Conte. I'll say the same about Tuchel. None of which made one sub before like the whatever 70th yeah, minute, something like that. Um, but, but yeah, on the leads, on the leads match, obviously a little bit worrying in terms of going up two nil and then not being able to hold that lead, but points are points right now at this, uh, at this section in the season. If you, if, if you were to come out and say four points after two match days, you'd be pretty happy. Obviously, you're going to scrutinize every single performance and know that you had right. three points uh, of, of potential in that match, but they're going to have to grind. And so 
that to be able to leave that with leave that match with a point, uh, knowing they've got a long season, it's an early learning moment. Um, but in terms of in terms of Tyler Adams again and 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 Brendan Aronson, I just think about players that that look they they are Premier League players, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and they're going to now have to be go from being a Premier League squad player where we're probably going to see them have a lot of. You know, they could be a Tim Ream where you spend 10 years maybe in and out of the Premier League, something like that, to being a top Premier League player where, you know, whether I don't know what the step up from Leeds is because the club itself is massive, but where they're at now in their in their journey is different. Um, but but that consistency of game in, game out, Jimmy, you said it at the top of the show of can you find a way to be impactful even on days that aren't going to necessarily be easy for you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, Leeds got Chelsea this upcoming weekend at home at Ellen Road, Charlie, and then they play Barnsley midweek at home. At in the, the League Cup. I'll be at that game. I spoke with go. Jesse Marsh, and I'm going to go to training on Tuesday before the game, and then I'm going to go to the game on Wednesday. I'm absolutely buzzing. And as I mentioned on the last show, I'm going to go pick up a bunch of Tyler Adams and Brendan Aronson jerseys, and we'll give a few away here on In Soccer With Just, just to throw it out there for you guys. And then they play away to, away to Brighton. Not an easy game, but not one that's not winnable. Then they're home to Everton. They should win that, given what Everton looks like. And then away to Brentford. We just saw what they did to Manchester United, so not an easy one. And then Nottingham Forest. I mean, that's... None of those games are easy, but when you look at it on paper, they're they're easier than some of the top six clubs that they're going to be facing a little bit later, outside of the Chelsea game, of course. What do you think that Jesse Marsh and Brendan Aronson, Tyler Adams, take away from this as they lead into a very big game against the Blues? I, I think what they take away from the experience over the past two games is just the ups and downs of 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 the Premier League and knowing when to manage, how to manage games. I think, mm-hmm. you know, you look at the first week, Brent Aronson led the English Premier League in pressures. Like Greg Berhalter sitting there like, let's go, yeah. <laughs> pressing, pressing, pressing. I want 11 Brendan Aronsons in my life. <laughs> yeah, and, and Tyler Adams led uh, in distance covered. I mean, he was, top, I think, top three uh, over the weekend. So. In terms of those two players picking up this incredible experience uh, playing against the top teams in the league, that this next one against Chelsea, that's that's what you want. I mean, you're talking about a World Cup. That's as close as it gets to World mm-hmm. Cup competition mm-hmm. against some of those top players. So if Leeds were to get the lead against Chelsea, then you have to you, – Jesse Marshall is going to say, man, I got to go back to the tactics uh, – and figure out how to adjust things because we can't open ourselves up. And sometimes you go from that high ultra crazy press to saying, Hey, no, now we're going to stay in low blocks, not going to give up space, stay condensed. But when we, when they enter a certain part portion of the field, then we go, then we go and then we look to counter. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how, I guess the in-game adjustments from, from Jesse Marsh. Yeah, I'm kind of curious, too, from a matchup perspective, Heath, about Brendan Aronson going up against a Cucurella if he if he sets up on the right, or a Reese James, potentially, if he sets up on the left, which would, could be a preview of what we're going to see with the U.S. taking on England in the World Cup, assuming Gareth Southgate goes with Reese James. He might go with Kyle Walker. He might go with Trent Alexander-Arnold. And wow, that's – I mean – could you imagine having that much depth? In one hey, we got three, hey, we got three right backs too, Jimmy. Relax. That's true. That's you know fair. I mean? I'm just saying that is that is a crazy, <laughs> crazy problem to have. Uh, we got three but, right backs. We got Brendan seven Aronson if you want them. We got seven if you want them. That's true. That's true. We have we have quite a few in that particular. How many left backs well. do we have here? Oh, all of them. All yeah, of they them. Can, they can play Who's on both sides, Charlie. Come on, buddy. Come on. So then we got Tyler Adams, who obviously going to keep an eye on Raheem Sterling, Kai Havertz, uh, Ngola Conte. Looks like he's going to be out with a hamstring injury. Mason Mount. So Tyler Adams versus Mason Mount is something I'm very curious to see. Hopefully Christian gets the start, of course. But given how Tuchel's been treating him, I don't expect that to happen. 
Who do you think is going to have the bigger test? Who do you think is going to get more out of this? Or do you think they're both kind of equal in terms of what they can gain from this? Because I, I, Tyler Adams versus Mason Mount, that pumps me up. And obviously, uh, Brendan Aronson <laughs> running at Reese James pumps me up as well. Yeah, Tyler Adams, like I said, it's when, when he's in a comfortable situation, I, like the things he does really well are standout. But to be complete in his position, he's going to have to add some other pieces, which he's, this is why he's in this challenging situation, right? Can he, can he be a little bit better on the ball in terms of his buildup play? Can he break down lines with his passing, which we, we did see in, in the opening week, but to do that consistently, to add tools to his game. And then defensively, can he know when to step, when to drop, to not leave the, the, the team exposed? in terms of the speed of the, of the Premier League, like take Mason Mount out of that conversation. And then Brendan Aronson, that's just a great matchup. Um, and again, playing against the back three or back five, so to speak, versus a back four is going to be ways in which we're probably going to have to face that or Brendan Aronson's going to have to face that and find ways to be effective, whether that's tucking inside, staying out wide and isolating, things like that. So I think it's equal in my mind. Um, who has more, to, who has more to, to, to prove at this point? I'd say probably Tyler Adams, to be honest with you. Brendan Aronson, I think, has shown... What he does, he does at, 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 at the highest level, and that's going to always be team or tactical specific to be effective, right? Tyler right, Adams right, right. has, a, you know, he, he can play in a few different types of systems or, or has the potential to play in a few different types of systems <laughs> to be effective. Yeah, I would say I agree with you about Tyler Adams. It's one thing to play against Wolves and, and to play against Southampton, but Chelsea is just a different kettle of fish. I don't know. I was trying to find the right phrase from that one. I don't even think that one's that cool, but I'm going to say it anyway. But I think there is something Definitely about Brendan Aronson. Cool. And, and to your point, if, how do they get Brendan Aronson the ball where he can be the most effective? I think that at times could be an issue for Leeds throughout the season where you know they're working so hard to do it. It looks like they want to they want to press and try to, to win the ball high up the field, of course. And then Brendan, Jack Harrison, those guys, Rodrigo can get the ball and, and do their thing. But but I still wonder <clears throat> now with Patrick Bamford looking like he might be out as well, how that impacts their <clears throat> team and, and what other teams and how they defend. I'm just kind of this is another Leeds podcast here, but I want to say, uh, Charlie, who do you who do you want to see most in this game out out of Brendan Aronson? And I know we'll preview a little bit uh, in an upcoming podcast before the weekend starts, but I kind of want to get your thoughts now because I'm excited to talk about it. Just in hold on, of... Jimmy. How how much do you have to like? What is your deal with Leeds? It's like twenty like percent. It's like twenty twenty percent. How often do we have to mention? You know, them for you know you to they're inviting me to their game next week. Okay. I was just oh, trying to be yeah. kind. Okay. I knew that going That's in. I'm just trying to be nice. Bring Jesse on the podcast. And I'll we'll bring talk. him on. I'll bring him yeah. on. Yes, exactly. Get Jesse on. Um, I think in this case, I want to see what Brendan Aronson does against Chelsea. Out, out of the two players, who who stands to I think impress us the most in this situation? I think it's Brendan Aronson. We we know what we're going to get from Tyler Adams. We know okay. he's going to play the six. He's going to protect the back four. We're we're well aware of kind of his capabilities. I think Brendan Aronson just continues to surprise us all. Um, I don't think anyone necessarily thought he would hit the ground running as he has in the English Premier League with Leeds United. So now it, you've played a couple of, of good teams, but not great teams by any means. Now you're playing against Chelsea. It, it's a different beast. So yeah, it's a different if, beast. If you can do it against a Chelsea and, and keep up the same intensity and create this the same amount of chances playing between the lines, the pressures, um, that that for me will say you, you gotta he's gotta be in the starting eleven direct for the US men's national team come come Qatar. Okay, now before we get into a little something we're gonna call three up, three down at the end of the show. So you guys like three guys that are maybe moving up the list for you and three that are maybe moving down. It doesn't have to be big movements one way or the other, but just want to get your thoughts on that so you can start to collect those right now. And anybody that wants to hop in, let us know who you think has really started to move up the ladder in the comments on YouTube or hit us up at ISWT Pod on Twitter. 
to join the conversation if you're listening to this on your audio platform of choice. But before we get there, I want to talk about Sergino Dest. He was a healthy scratch for Barcelona this week and their season opening match versus Rayo Vallecano, which was a 0-0 result. He was deemed not worthy of a place in Xavi's 23-man squad for the game. Now, there's obviously been a lot of rumors of him moving and leaving Barcelona, even though I don't think Dest wants to leave which sounds very similar to Frankie de Jong, one of his teammates. And there's less than two weeks left in the transfer window. Javi said this after the game. It was a technical decision. <laughs> of, of course, we have many possibilities to choose players. He knows my opinion about him. And this is, of course, a pity because many players cannot play. But this is football, no? That's what Javi said. That doesn't sound like a ringing endorsement, Keith yeah. Pierce. Uh, no. you know, what, what, do you, what do you think happens? Mr. Ta- or Charlie, go ahead. Uh, you know, you both know. When you hear tactical, is the reason that means you're just whack. <laughs> so I was like, that's the worst thing you can use against me is tactical. Don't tell me I, I'm I'm not in the squad because of tactical reasons. You can tell me I've had a horrible week of training, I'm coming back from injury, or I'm not fit, whatever it is. Don't tell me tactical because I'm I would say it's I can play out. in any game. Like don't don't tell me because the team's a little bit more aggressive or they're or they sit back. That's the reason I'm not playing. Oh, we just got word in. Weston McKinney is starting today. Wow, is that is starting. like breaking news here on the Sox We Trust podcast. Rowan, Weston man. McKinney uh, getting the start. Why not? If his shoulder's good you, enough to train, you, let's, let's let him play. Can I give you my three up then? Was, yeah, I you want to go three like up? Right. You're going to go right go. into it. Well, give, just, give well, we know, we, well, we know Brandon Vasquez down. We know Weston McKinney's up. <laughs> so Weston McKinney. Okay, uh, that's an easy one. So he's up. Brandon Vasquez up. All right. Oh, and, there he is. Ringing endorsement. Charlie wait, wait, just yes. called him the starter in the World Cup. That's well, crazy. He, 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 it's only because I just told him that he's going to be a guest this week, potentially. Yeah, so exactly. He's going to change his and, uh, <laughs> and Brendan Aronson is enough. Brendan Aronson? Yeah. Interesting. Is that yeah. because Pulisic is potentially not playing? And that Christian's, just gives... Christian's a down. He's a down. Yeah, he's a down for me. Um, just so give, us your, three... give us your other downs. Yeah, just go right into yeah, it. Yeah, my, my three downs. Uh Luca De La Torre, mm-hmm. Christian Pulisic. Mm-hmm. Now, these and... are big downs. They're just little incremental downs, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just an like... arrow next to their name. That's it's all. You know? It just means it's directional. It's, it just means suggest... that Christian Pulisic isn't going to start, according to Charlie. It's fine. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not the end of the world. Um, <clears throat> and, and my third one is, is Matt Turner. Matt mm. Turner? Mm-hmm. Just, mm. God, he just took a stray you there. Know what's sad? Hey, <laughs> what? You know what's sad? I got Zach Steffen, again, no clean sheet uh, on my down. I've got Ricardo Pepe on my down just yeah. because yeah. Uh, that's that arrow might might get a little bit longer uh, with what the way I'm thinking this could play out for him. I could be wrong, but that's a – like, strikers, that's a that's a way different battle when you're not in. Um, and then and then Giorena was down just because he went from being on the bench to not being on the bench again, and I'm just wondering, like, what is the what's, – what's, what's the issue here? What's going on, which is kind of – just leaves me sad because he's he is a generational talent for the national team or for the US for US soccer. Right. Uh and 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 it's just to see to see this kind of back and forth. We are losing a lot of crucial time, not just in his physical development, but just like mentally what that can do to a player over time. It's hard, it becomes harder and harder uh to deal with no matter what. So so those are those are my downs. Um my ups were uh Brendan Aronson. I think that's a, that's a really strong up. Can I can I give a can I give a um a Jesse Marsh up is he's not I know he's not a player. Stop sure, it. sure. Matt, okay, fine. I'm not giving Jesse Marsh. I'm Jesus. going with Matthew Hoppy getting a minute because I I I was wondering, you know, you know, I was 
where is Matthew Hoppy? He, he he got he got his deal and he got a minute. <clears throat> That's an up for me because now it's like, okay, can you extend that to two and then ninety? Uh, because he he's another player that I think uh, he's another player that I I I like in terms of of what he can bring and and he's just been missing for a year and so you can only go up from here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an up. Like uh, when you're yeah, exactly when you're down, there's only up. So it's an up for me that he he he's. Actually, they're showing him signs that he could be a contributor right away, which I think is a good look as opposed to a desperate look as a squad player. And then we never know what's going to happen. And then uh, number three is Joe Scally. This guy was not supposed to start this season. Um, okay. With um, blanking on his name coming back, that's an, a veteran Austrian player in the squad. He's started two in a row now, and and Gladbach are, are near the top of the table. So just a, a player that's continuing to maybe, again, maybe it's not this World Cup, but to show that he's an international quality player, that he's got he's got some upside, that he can handle adversity, because you guys know that's that's the full package that you have to have if you're going to play at the national team or international level. You have to be able to continuously face adversity uh, at all costs for him to so for him to continue to grind. I, I respect that. So he's an up in my book. Okay, I respect that. I had Malik Tillman as I mentioned before. Uh, Tim Ream is going up in my book. I had Brandon Vasquez, but I'll change it just because uh, Charlie called it for him. I. Uh, Matt Miazga played 66 minutes for FC Cincinnati, and I didn't. I he's alive, everybody. I didn't even know Matt Miazga was still alive. So that is hey, if up. I'm giving Hoppy, if I'm giving Happy Hoppy an up that for is, one minute, I'll let you have Miazga. I'm at, just saying that because I didn't. Minutes. even – I just like we're seeing him. He's he's not uh you know Bigfoot. He's actually a yeah. real person, the Lockton monster. So yeah, so that's yeah. just a small up for him. I don't know if that's going to help at all, but I just wanted to give him a shout out just because we hadn't mentioned Matt Miazga in a very very long time. Uh, the downs, Ricardo Pepe. You'll have to jump on that train, unfortunately. Um, kind of getting outside of the pool. I'm pretty disappointed for Kevin Paredes, who's at Wolfsburg, not even in the 18 this week. I don't know. He's healthy, but got a healthy scratch there. And then the Seattle, anybody on the Seattle Sounders, Roldan, Jordan Morris, like that team is not playing well right now. And I don't think that's helping their cause uh, hey, going you into this. would have never thought, considering they were all All-Stars. Let's go. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. I yeah. Guess so it's a uh, popularity vote. So nowadays. I'm just kind of throwing that out there with regard to that. Uh, Bustio and Tessman both started and played for Venezia, and they lost to Genoa. So you yeah, got guys kind of hey, on the on the. Fringes, I know we're but, I know we're getting uh, to the end of the show, uh, but but uh, I guess you know I know Charlie's got a got a bolt here. But Charlie, do you like do you like? Playing every single match, 30, 36 games or whatever, thirty-eight games in Syria, uh, Serie B. Um, if you're, I mean, Tessman, yes, for sure. Uh, but Busio, yeah, I think it's loss of a year, or you think it's good? No, I think it's good for both of them. I, I do think you're playing consistent minutes. Yeah, it's Serie B, but if you're playing every game and you're growing and, and the team's doing well, I think it's going to be fantastic for their development. Yeah, that's a good shout. Uh, looking at the lineups here for Weston McKinney. Uh, starting with Locatelli, Zacharia, Quadrado, Di Maria, Vlahovic. Pretty good uh, front five, front six. So excited to see how he performs today and obviously keeping an eye on that shoulder in particular because if he mm -hmm. takes the risk and he gets hurt again, that's just putting him back. That's just me being my dad. I'm wearing my dad hat, everybody. All right, we're going to call in soccer we trust for today. Final thoughts. Charlie, I'll come to you because we know you have to bolt. You get to go first on final thoughts. Yes, uh, final thought. <clears throat> we got three up, three down. I like that. Um, I look forward to the next next show. Or maybe we start next Monday again. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm I'm pumped to talk to Brandon Vasquez on Thursday. Yeah, I'm excited. Just getting that solidified. It might be Friday, Thursday or Friday, but uh, we're definitely okay. going to get Brandon Vasquez on the show here very, very soon. And and uh, we'll get to pepper him with a whole bunch of questions. And 
pretty much throw Chuck under the bus anytime uh, Chuck tries to be nice to him. <laughs> Heath, any any uh, any final thoughts for you? Honestly, I was going to give a shout out to Alex for for the how hard it is to actually do some of this live producing in the background. But then I just saw my lighting is really good today, and I'm I'm feeling real good about myself. That's I, great. I, I, I'm just liking I this that. vibe I'm putting yes. out into the earth. So that's my final thoughts. Is like. I'm feeling good about it, you know. <laughs> Heath Pierce got the train conductor hat. Hey, going on. you know what? This is this is this is, this is an actual old school Arsenal hat that a friend traded me for a pair of new boots, which I think he then went on to sell for like two hundred plus dollars, and he found it in his dad's closet. Uh, so it seemed like a fair deal, but it does have that uh, conductor vibe to it. It says I love it. Outside, so I love cool. it. I love it. All right, everybody, that is the end of the show. Thank you for listening and watching as always. So, on behalf of producer Des, producer Alex, Charlie Chuck Wagon Davies, and Hollywood Heath Pierce, I'm Jimmy. Cream cheese, Conrad saying thank you for your love and support of In Soccer We Trust. Go buy some merch. Go vote for us. If you voted for us, we want to win some trophies. And we'll see you on Thursday with a special guest. And hopefully it's going to be Mr. Brandon Vasquez. See you then. Later. I told you imaginary friends are real. This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski.